Hey everybody, I just want to take a moment to talk about a new thing I'm doing. Over the years, many of you have reached out to me telling me how much you love the podcast, but also wish there were more personalized takeaways and more in-depth interactions with our guests to hear what they think about comedy. This is why I'm now launching my new digital academy, Blueprint for Success. With exclusive interviews and comedy philosophies of stars and industry veterans, personalized versions of the Industry Standard podcast, commercial-free, and one-on-one coaching time with me. Blueprint for Success will give you the powerful tools that will take you up the elevator beyond the competition and reach the highest possible levels to achieve your dreams. Whether it be stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, hosting, radio podcasting, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or an agent. Now I'm here to help, personally. We'll go on an express train of comedy and entertainment like nobody else has before. You can find out more about Blueprint for Success and the comedy business on my website at barrycats.com. Together, we'll take your career where you want it to go. The harder you work, the luckier you get is the old saying, and I think that is really true. And I always told told lawyers that I worked with at CSI that the outcome of this case will be determined before we ever walk up the courthouse stairs. You win by out-preparing the other side. You win by being honest with yourself. You win by doing what it takes. And winners do things losers don't want to do. And I believe it. It's in my absolute DNA. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. I'm very excited about the show today with Dr. Phil McGraw. As always, I love to start off my shows in a way that has sort of a six degrees of separation with our guests. Probably the first time I met Dr. Phil, I have a client who has done a number of things with Phil named Kirk Fox. Phil has been incredibly supportive of his career and actually his son is involved in producing a show that's on called The Test. But I was going to meet with him for the first time uh, really about a sitcom idea that Kirk had had around a tennis pro. I remember getting to the lot that day at Paramount. And normally when you get to a lot in a studio, you drive in, you have your pass, you give it to the security guard, he lets you in, you go valet your car or park, and you walk to wherever you're going. Uh, That's normally the way it works. And it's always been that way, but not this day. This day was something kind of like an anomaly because I get to the gate and I say where I'm going, which is stage 29. And Mr. Katz, yes, Mr. Katz, listen, just hang on one second. You're going to pull over to valet and there'll be somebody to meet you at valet. Now, I've been to this lot hundreds of times. No one ever went to meet me at a valet. And I rolled down my window again. I said, as I was about to pull off, I said, who's going to meet me? Dr. Phil's executive assistant is going to meet you. As I turn around from the valet, I hear, Barry, 
and it's like the southern bell voice and i look around i'm not knowing what's going on because i'm expecting this person who probably is a young intern or somebody like that who's doing whatever but it wasn't it was a woman in a golf cart her name was barbara it's his executive assistant and this woman is dressed like she's jackie kennedy but she's riding a golf cart she told me she'd been working with Dr. Phil for 25 years. And she drives me up to Phil's office and she's so wonderful and so nice. And her only goal was to make me feel comfortable and safe and warm and that there was an environment that was a home environment. From a moment she walked me in the door to the conference room where I waited for Phil but now I sat in this conference room waiting for the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. Phil. And I really didn't know what to expect. And he comes in and he shakes my hand and he looks me in the eyes and says, pleasure to meet you. And he shakes Kirk's hand and the other people in the room, which was his son, Jay McGraw, who produces the test and also the Emmy award winning show, The Doctors. And... Phil sits down, and the one thing I noticed about him is that he was exhausted. I was sitting across from a man who was dressed well, had it all together, but looked like he literally ran the Boston Marathon, but not like he looked physically that way, but just the way he was. He was so tired and looked like he'd worked so hard. And my first question to him was, if you take Oprah Winfrey out of it, you're like the number one talk show host for the past 11 or 12 years and the past three years, totally on top. And I didn't expect that you would be so worn and so beaten up by all the work you were doing. And he said, Barry, you know, I have to get up a lot of days at five o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. I do these satellite radio tours. I do satellite television tours. I'm constantly doing press. I have to make every interview the best representation of myself. I can't just do the same thing all the time. I have to leave a little bit of myself and everything, and I have to exceed the levels that I do in each one in every interview so that people will know the level of the show. And I said, but Phil, you've been at the top of your game for 11 or 12 years. Why would you have to do that over and over again every day? And he paused and he looked at me and he said, Barry, you don't get to be at the top without doing that kind of hard work. Here we go in three, two. This show will have laughter. I got everybody pregnant with Barry Katz and semen. I'm not comfortable with the tone this is taking. If you're undeniable, you will not be denied. If you want to be successful in show business, you get yourself a Jew white manager like Barry Katz. <laughs> Being a manager is just turning no's into yeses. Creating holy shit moments. Undeniable. You fucking firing me up, Katz. I love this man. Is there anything else I should know? You're on. What? Out of the air! Barry Katz. Back in the house. 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 Let's do this. When did you get the call from Oprah saying, look, I want to do a show with you. I want to help you move forward for your own show and take me through that process up until your first show. Well, you know, I was doing, uh, it got to where I was doing the Oprah show every Tuesday. And um, when I did it the very first show, um, it did get a lot of attention. And every production company in the country came out of the woodwork 
calling saying, you need to do your own show. You're a breath of fresh air. You're whatever. You need to do your own show. And when I would get those, I would just take them and give them to Oprah the next time I was up there and say all this stuff came in. Um, and she said, look, if you ever want to do your own show, just tell me. And Harpo will do it. We'll, we'll do your own show for you if you want to do it. Just tell me. And I said, okay. And I didn't say anything the first year. I didn't say anything the second year. I didn't say anything the third year. I didn't say anything the fourth year. Um, and then one day I was, I'd usually do two shows. Every time I was there, I'd do the A show and the B show. And it was between shows. And I was walking down the hall at Harpo Studios. And she sticks her head out the her office door and says, hey, come in here, dummy. <laughs> she said, it's time. <laughs> uh, you know, I told you to tell me if you want to do your own show. You've never said anything. I'm telling you, it's time. Uh, all the mail, all of the downloads of transcripts and scripts, um, the, the majority of it is for when you're on. It's time. You need to do your own show. And I said, okay. Um, so I went home and as corny as it sounds, kind of had a Beaver Cleaver family meeting with Robin and the two boys and said, you know, here's the deal. Um, I can go do this, but it's to me, this is a family decision. It's one of those things that takes four yeses and one no. Um, if anybody doesn't want to do it, then I'm good not to do it. If everybody wants to do it, then we'll go do it. When I said that, I looked around and Robin was getting boxes and packing them because she, she loves change. I mean, she loves change. Uh, you know, nobody's voted. She's getting boxes, putting shit in them and everything. Um, Jordan, you know, he was just going into high school and you know, he was captain of the basketball team. He was captain of the baseball team. He had all of his friends and all of that. And he's kind of shy in some respects. And so I thought, you know, he may go, hey, you know, I got my life happening here, man. You know, pull up and leave. But he said, let's do it, man. Let's go. I said, well, what about your friends? He said, I'll make friends out there. Um, so all four of them said, let's rock and roll. By the way, a funny story. It, that was right when Jay was getting ready to start law school. And he was trying to decide between Pepperdine and SMU. And I talked him into SMU. It was right after that that we moved to L.A. to start doing the show. And he said, oh, I get it. Okay, yeah, no, go to SMU. We're leaving. <laughs> so so he stayed on for three more years and finished uh, law school at SMU. That's amazing. So when do you know in your mind you're not turning back? Did you know from the very first taping that there's no way this show is going to fail? Or did you have any doubts at all in your mind? <laughs> well, you know, I didn't know a whole lot about television as an industry. And when we decided to do the show... Nobody bothered to tell me that the previous 80 had failed. <laughs> you know, you think of all the shows. I don't know how many it is, but that so many shows had failed. But I never really had any doubts about it at all. I mean, I was, the, the at the time, the only graduate from Oprah University. I mean, you, 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 you go to school at Oprah University, it is the absolute gold standard. You learn how this stuff is done. You learn why it works. 
um, you learn what you need to focus on and, and what you don't. And, and that's the thing I always say for any artist or anybody in the business or anybody even outside of the business is you have to go in and your body of work has to make people want to take you to the next level. And what's amazing from Oprah University, you could probably say in the whole scheme of the show, I bet there were at least a thousand guests on her show. At least a thousand. I'm talking about professional guests, not people who are troubled. Professional guests going on and giving their opinion in a segment. And one person graduated from Oprah University, and that was you. Yeah, and I'm I'm very proud that she had that belief in me. But make no mistake, um, you know I, I'm no dummy. I get that, but. Without Oprah, there's no Dr. Phil. I mean, you cannot uh, you cannot overestimate the O factor uh, in launching a television show or a career. I mean, the fact that you know that's like the good housekeeping seal of approval on steroids, right? There's a lot of people who become successful and have successful talk shows that don't have Oprah behind them. Ellen is successful. She didn't have Oprah to launch her. Yes, never underestimate the power of Oprah. But the fact is, the power of Oprah was behind a thousand guests and only one person was able to break through and become successful with that power behind them, and that was you. And so I think to say that you wouldn't be successful without Oprah, I would think, and I don't know Oprah Winfrey, but I bet if she were sitting here today, she would say, Phil, you impressed me from the moment I met you, and you were a star when I met you, and you're a star now, and I'm just fortunate enough that I was able to work with you and the stars aligned, and but she, I think she would say you would have been a huge success anyway. It just would have maybe taken longer and maybe a different path, but well, maybe. And and listen, I'm, um, I was very successful when I met Oprah, just not in television. And you were hugely successful again building that company, which was why I um, it was a um. It was a gutsy move, Maverick. I mean, to do that. Um, well, you took a risk. It was a it, it was a gut check because I, I had a terrific life, and we had the number one trial consulting firm in the world, and I was living on a beautiful golf course at the Four Seasons out in Las Colinas in Dallas, and my office was less than a mile from the house, and uh, we had more work than we could possibly do. I mean, it was, uh, uh, kids were thriving, family was thriving, everything was working well. There were a lot of reasons, you know, if you say don't fix what ain't broke, there were a lot of reasons to not do it. Um, but I was ready for a change. I mean, I really was. I'd done it all. I'd, I'd done, like I say, I'd lived in courtrooms all over the country. I was tired of the travel and I'd done it all. And I was looking for something fresh and new, and this certainly was. And here we are 12 years and 2,000 shows later. When's the last time you looked in the mirror and had a clean-shaven face? That was at um, Radio City Music Hall. Uh, because for the first time in 20 years, um, 
my mustache was shaved off uh, by Oprah uh, on live television in front of an audience of 5,000 people. Was that for charity or what? Uh, I don't remember why we did it. Um, and at the time, I was really trying to remember why the hell we were doing this. Um, but she shaved it off. And I remember I, I turned around and looked at Robin, who was sitting in the front row, and she said, no. <laughs> no. 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 So you grew yeah. it right back. Call makeup. Uh, glue one on. Uh, till she said, no, no. It's got to come back. Have you ever felt hopeless? No. Okay. Tell me something that happened in your nuclear family that you can tell me about that might be an issue or something that would have been featured on your show in 12 years. Um, probably Jordan getting tattoos. Because <laughs> <laughs> my son Jordan is a rock musician. But uh, tattoos, because I thought... Um, these are permanent. <laughs> it's going to take, you know. So he didn't ask you. Oh, we, no, he did. And I and we went back and forth about it because, it, like, on our 2000 show, he was on for the first time in forever. And, you know, he's got, like, a mohawk and tattoos and stuff. And people said, that's Dr. Phil's kid? <laughs> um, <laughs> which, to him, they say, that's your dad? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I... I we debated that back and forth and negotiated um, negotiated a settlement uh, at the time. So Are you allowed to say what the settlement well, was? Well, my settlement at the time was, all right, you can, you, can do, you can do something, but you have to agree that it's nothing that can't be covered up by a T-shirt. Because if, if you change your mind later, I mean, because I don't care. It's just I don't want him later to go, oh, you know, I'm now president of uh, – you know, Wall Street Bank, and I've got tattoos everywhere. Uh, that could be a problem. And he says, "Well, that's not where I'm going." And this is truly who he is, and and also, but that was our negotiation at the time, and it worked out. Hey, everybody! I hope you're enjoying this episode as much as I am. If you made it this far and you haven't fallen asleep yet, then you must be the type of person who's serious about having a career in the comedy business. That's why I'm offering you my blueprint for success a one-of-a-kind all-access pass into my knowledge and experience after over 40 years of working with the best of the best in this crazy entertainment industry. I'll tell you all the stories, all the philosophies, give you all the great special guests, and even give you one-on-one -on -one private consultations to help you expand, enhance, and skyrocket your comedy career. Just go to barrycats.com and click on Blueprint for Success to learn more about my groundbreaking digital academy that I've created just for you. With it, we can take your career so far that one day, instead of listening to this podcast, you'll be interviewed on it. Hey, everybody. I've talked a lot about AquaTrue on this show, the amazing water purification system that's literally a miniature water cooler in your home that purifies the water in a way that no one else has ever figured out how to do. It's this incredibly efficient piece of equipment and it gives you the best tasting water you can ever imagine for pennies. 
you just take it out of the box, plug it in, put your tap water in it, and it takes out all the bad chemicals and gives you the best and healthiest water you can ever imagine, saving you thousands of dollars each year from buying bottled water in the store. I have one at my house and office and Everyone who uses it orders one, and you should too. Just go to industrystandardwater.com and type in the promo code Barry, and if you act now, you can get $100 off and start enjoying the best and most cost-effective water you've ever had, and never waste another dollar buying bottled water again. I just want to share another groundbreaking product with you. It's a revolutionary air purifier that will change the way your home operates. And I'm talking about the Air Doctor. The air inside our home can be up to a hundred times more polluted than the air outside. But with the Air Doctor, you don't have to worry about it as it removes dust, pet hair, mold, pollen, flu viruses and so many other contaminants that circulate throughout our homes. Till now, the only thing that could come close to this product were systems that cost thousands of dollars. But now you can get the Air Doctor for a fraction of the cost, normally $600. And if you don't believe me, check Amazon. But for a limited time, I can give you 50% off and save you $300. Just go to airdoctorpro.com, type in the promo code Barry, and get rid of all the bad toxins in your home. I'm telling you, I have this product. It really, really works. So get one now and start breathing the cleanest and healthiest air you can ever imagine. You give a lot of advice. What's the best piece of advice someone ever gave to you that you took besides a family member, somebody on the outside of the family? Um, that would be from Oprah. And she said... Use the media, don't let the media use you. And that was really good advice. What's the craziest moment on your show where you got done with the show and you realized to yourself as you sat down in your dressing room, oh my God, I spent my whole life being in control and this person pushed a button in me where I lost control on camera and why is it that I lost control on camera? Um, that hasn't happened. Uh, I tell you what I regret after shows, which I often have regrets. It is, it is seldom, if ever, something I said. It is frequently something I should have said and did not, where I sit down and afterwards and said, man, I, I missed a, a a teachable moment right there, and I didn't say something. I'll give you an example if you want it. Yes, I do. I remember one time I had this defiant girl on. I mean, she was a teenager, defiant, disrespectful in every way, and she kept referring to her mother, brother, friends, she said like two or three times as retards. And that, to me, um, is very offensive. I mean, there are people that are intellectually disabled, 
And so they have different challenges they have to face. But that is a disrespectful word. And I got caught up in, uh, I made a note to say something and not let that blow by me. And, and and then I got into something else and I'd never circled back to it. And I was really disappointed in myself for not circling back and making it very clear that that was not okay. You're really great at sports. You do a lot of sports. You play tennis, you scuba dive. What moment in sports or what metaphor about sports do you relate to your business life of the Dr. Phil show and what you're doing and the work you're doing? Well, you know, I remember when I was playing football, because I played in grade school, junior high, high school and college. And I remember coaches always saying, men, this teaches you about life. And I'd say, oh, bullshit. This teaches you about football, and I'm tired. Leave me alone. (laughs) Um, But I have to say, in retrospect, I look back at times where it's like, it it seems like there's just no way out. (laughs) I mean, your ass is beat. There's no way out. The next thing you know, you've scored three touchdowns in a minute and 10 seconds, and you win the game because you didn't give up. I mean, you, I, I, I really did learn that from that, that the harder you work, the luckier you get is the old saying. And I think that is really true. And I always told, told lawyers that I worked with at CSI that this case will be resolved. We will, the outcome of this case will be determined before we ever walk up the courthouse stairs. You win by out-preparing the other side. You win by being honest with yourself. You win by doing what it takes. And winners do things losers don't want to do. And and I've learned that. That's right. And I believe it. It's in my absolute DNA. On your bucket list, tell me three things that you haven't accomplished yet that you want to accomplish. Oh, Wow. You should tell me about this two weeks in advance. (laughs) Are you kidding me? One is to get through with this damn podcast. Um, That would be that would be one of them. Um, I would one would be to take a set off of Kirk Fox in tennis. I mean, seriously, how does this guy show up looking homeless and then just beat your ass? Like a drum. I mean, seriously. He looks like he wakes up, dives in the laundry basket, comes out dressed, and says, let's go. Um, no, it's then, kind of like the Harlem Globetrotters. He never loses. Exactly. I, I mean, it's, I did it, not know that because he ridiculous. tells me you're an extraordinary tennis player. Yeah, well, yeah, he's just doing that to inflate his own ego because he beats me um, <laughs> like a drum. I think I'm like, oh, and 97. <laughs> Um, against him. Um, but he is a kid. I mean, let's, I will give myself that. What's the biggest problem you feel the world has to face as a whole is when you're doing the show, you're always trying to resolve these conflicts. Is there one thing that you look at that's more important than another that dwarfs everything else? Or is it just, you know, I, I do, I I think you, I, I really think people sometimes, are so in reactive mode 
I think you absolutely, unequivocally have to resolve to star in your own life. Think about it. There is no other Barry Katz. There may be somebody with that name, but there is no other you. Thank God. There is, uh, did I say that out loud? I didn't mean to say it out loud. There, there is no other you. If you don't star in your own life, who will? Somebody else is going to star in your life? That's crazy to me. And I think people have damaged personal truths. I know that because... I had a damaged personal truth, you know, growing up the way I did, my father being an alcoholic and all, I had a damaged personal truth. And that's so important because we create the results we think we deserve. And if, if we think we're a second-class citizen, we will generate second-class results. And I think that's true of Betty in Idaho and everybody out there. You've got to believe in your own worth and your own value and star in your own life. And I think that's critically important. And it doesn't matter what it is, whether you're a school teacher or shoveling shit in Poughkeepsie, you have to star in your own life. And I've I've tried to instill that in both of my boys. Um, and with the help of Robin, who, I mean, come on, I'm married so far over my head, it isn't even funny. <laughs> um, those boys are starring in their own lives, and I am really proud of that. Uh, that's That's the legacy I want to give them. Oh, well, you have. Your last book was called Life Code, New Rules for Winning in the Real World. As the world changes so quickly, how do you feel the rules will change? Well, I think they're changing as we're sitting here on this couch right now. I mean, think about it. It's really hard to take back stupid. And used to be you could get really stupid and five or six people would know about it. Now you get stupid I can go out and do something stupid right now. People are going to be reading about it in China before I get home. I mean, the world is changing. We have to teach our kids that if they go do stupid stuff on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and then they go apply for a college admission or a job, come on, those employers, those interviewers are going to Google you and if you're laying there with slut written across your forehead and two empty bottles of Jack Daniels on your chest, um, that looks different than who you're sitting in front of the interviewer. They're going to hold that against you. We, we have to teach our kids that the world is changing. Information exchanges is, is, is happening much faster. So we've got to really be cognizant of the world we live in. It's different. Um, it's really different. And you know, right now, when I grew up, we lived in neighborhoods, right? You could go down and play under the streetlight at the corner till midnight. There was no problem. But now we're a much more transient society. You're, you have people in your lives that you don't know as much about. So you can't give people the benefit of the doubt the way you used to. I mean, the, the world is changing. I'm not a pessimist about it. I'm just saying prepare for it. As long as you know what's going on, you're okay. Hey, everybody. Let me remind you one more time about my new blueprint for success. It's a project I've spent months and months working on just to help you jumpstart your comedy career and beat the competition. Whether you want to do stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, radio, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or agent, Blueprint for Success will give you all the tools you need to take your career to the highest levels. With exclusive interviews, my top 50 commercial-free episodes from Industry Standard, one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, 
and unprecedented access into my knowledge and experience from over 40 years in this crazy business. I guarantee you that with Blueprint for Success, you'll become the creator you've always dreamed of becoming. No one's asking me to do this. I want to do it because I want to help you become truly undeniable. So just go to barrycats.com, click on Blueprint for Success, and start your incredible journey today. I truly can't wait to work with you to help you change the trajectory of your comedy career forever. I was saying to somebody the other day that the one thing that our children don't have is independence because when we were kids, like you said, oh, well, I'm leaving and I'll be back after dinner. And you were eight years old and you're riding around the neighborhood and, and you felt safe. Now you can't even be in the schoolyard without looking behind you. Where's my kid? Whatever. So I think that could affect things in the future. And my boys never rode bikes. They just wasn't part of what they did growing up. I mean, my, I was like sewn to my bike. Me too. When I was growing up, it's how you got around. It was what you did. So, but I'm the incurable optimist. I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to be okay. Tell me a holy shit moment that would be the highlight chapter of a book about your life. Something that happened to you that no one would ever believe that would blow people away. It might be an inspirational story. It might be something crazy, but something that just <laughs> pulls the curtain back on your life and that somebody could never believe that this could happen to you or you would experience. Well, uh, it would probably be just something about me and... It is that I am very, very shy. I'm a very shy person. I mean, to me, spending an hour at a cocktail party is like the seventh gate of hell. <laughs> I just, I, I just am very shy. If you know, my producers will tell you, you can do a lot of things, but what you don't want to do is leave him out there with nothing to do, because I'd. I, I just, I, I don't like that. I, I, I believe your executive producer, Carla Pennington, yeah, Carla has been Pennington. with you since your very first show. Yep. She would say the same thing. Yeah, yeah she'll tell you straight up. You, you, do, you do a lot of things, but don't leave turn lights off or something. You don't want to leave them just standing out there. If Seriously, if I don't care how many people are watching. If I've got something to do, I'm fine. But to just stand there with nothing to do is very uncomfortable for me. And um, and my and my crew all knows that, and I got the greatest. I, I, like as you say, Carla Pennington's been with me. We've been on for twelve years. She's been with me for thirteen because she was our first hire and put the whole staff together. I've got the same seven cameramen I had day one. Uh, you know, I've got the supervisors, John Perry, all, all of these people that uh, were with us in startup are still there today. It all starts at the top. Tell me your biggest disappointment in business. Wow, my biggest disappointment in business. I don't think I've really been disappointed because I think I I think I always find a way to evolve. If if something's not working, I'm one of those people that believes if something's not working, change what you're doing until it starts working. And so I'm not one to ride things to the bottom of the canyon. This is where I would think you would say would be one of your biggest disappointments. 
because knowing how incredibly loyal you are and how you have this family that works around you, I would think probably one of your biggest disappointments would be a personnel decision where somebody worked with you for a while, you tried to get them to get to the level that you felt that they could get to, but in the end, the decision would have to be made to let them go. I would think that would probably be one of your biggest disappointments because you're so family oriented with this crew. Yeah, but you know, I, I think when you choose the behavior, you choose the consequences. I mean, if somebody chooses not to grow into a job or to evolve, that's their choice, not mine. And I'll tell you, when I when I first went into practice, I was very different. I was a young lion. I was going to save the world and stamp out disease and suffering. And if my patients didn't do well, I took it really personally. Like I didn't inspire them enough. I didn't give them enough information. But yeah, I've come to learn across time, you know, they're ultimately going to make the choices. Your kids are going to make the choices. You can raise them right, but like I say, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him float on his back. That's right. uh, they, you know, they got to figure it out on their own in some way. And I and I let people do that. And I don't I don't take that on anymore. And I did at one time, but I guess I'm uh, I, I guess I'm too old to take that on anymore. Well, that's okay. All right. A couple more questions. Your proudest moment. My proudest moments, I, I believe you're only as happy as your saddest child. And my proudest moments are when my kids are happy and doing well and thriving. And like right now, you know, Jay has two beautiful children and a wonderful career and a beautiful wife. And that is a, I'm very proud of that. And Jordan is um, he, he's in the top 40 right now with a grassroots band that never happens um, and he is absolutely having a ball and in his element and I am so proud of him and so those are my proudest moments all right you've been in this business a long time you've seen a lot of things what advice do you have for not only a young executive like the executives that you started with who've been with you for years and how to move up the chain and the ladder in that world in your production company because you are an executive producer and you do run the production company but also what advice to give to young people who are out there who are might be homeless or might be living in a place that's unsafe or whatever but they have a dream they want to get to a certain place <clears throat> in their life to where hopefully they could be one of a thousand people that could be chosen out of an, uh, an Oprah show or start their own company. What is it that you feel they can do to get out from where they are and get to the next level? You, you've got to get in the game at whatever level. I don't care if you're a runner at a studio or for a show or you're an AP or a PA or what. Get in the game. I mean, when it comes to this industry, there's New York, L.A., and everywhere else. And if you're if you're going to make it in this arena, you got to get in the arena. You've got to get in the game. And I, I believe that value added is rewarded. And if you get somewhere and start adding value, it's going to be rewarded. Um, but you got to get in the game. You got to get where it's happening at some level. This is like you're saving yourself for management or a leading role. Bullshit. Get in the game somehow, somewhere. Get your cards on the table and start playing. 
Now, I, when do I get to ask you questions? Well, you can if you want. Uh, how do you get people to do this shit? How do, you get, <laughs> how, how do you get people to come sit here and, and, and have you dissect their psyche and their soul? I mean, how do you get people to do this? How did you get me to do this? Is this some kind of mind control that you have? Am I, am I going to walk out of here in a trance? <laughs> I was at the dentist yesterday. They implant something in my head. Was that part of the deal? I thought it was amazing that you were at the dentist yesterday and you were texting me and emailing me like you physically would come over. I was like, what is he doing? How could he possibly think he could come over? I don't tell people, I don't tell people I'm going to do something and then not do it. That's just bullshit. I, I hate that. Well, now you'll tell everybody it, not to do this now. It, it, uh, it, it killed me that I couldn't get here yesterday. Uh, but, and, and now I, it killed you that you got here. But I couldn't come. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I look like a f***ing hillbilly. I had a tooth gone right here and I thought, well, well, it's probably just radio, because I've never done a podcast before. I'm flattered that you asked me to do it. I mean, all the people in this town you could be talking to instead of me, so I appreciate you bringing me over. Well, I'm honored that you did it. Thank you so much. This was great. It's going to be so inspirational to everybody that listens, and I really appreciate it, and uh, thank you so much. I don't know so about much. that, but no more questions. All right. As usual, you've been listening to me, Barry Katz, for another episode of Industry Standard. And if you like the show, tell all your friends. And if you didn't like the show, tell all your friends. Okay, I'm going to scroll through the list of people who sent me a message. And one of these people will be a lucky winner. And they'll get to attend a podcast live with one of my guests, meet them, shake their hand, ask them a few questions, or else if they're out of town, out of state, or out of the country, we'll Skype them in or FaceTime them or anything like that so they can be there. Why not? So let me look here randomly and pick somebody. All right, landing on Vegas Magic Fan, October 24th, 2016. Heading reads, great podcast, exclamation point, twice five stars and the comment reads i love the interview with my old friend milt larson of the magic castle i've known milt for 35 years and i learned a thing or two about him from barry katz's interview thanks all right vegas magic fan you are a winner and that wraps up part one of our podcast. I just wanted to thank my incredible partners, starting with Aquatrue, the revolutionary miniature countertop water purification system that works straight out of the box. Plug it in, fill it with tap water, and immediately turn your faucet into your favorite bottled water for pennies. You can get $100 off when you go to industrystandardwater.com and just type in the promo code Barry and start enjoying the best water you've ever had and never buy another bottle of water again. And I Killed JFK, the groundbreaking film about the only living person who admitted to killing Kennedy. Go to ikilljfk.com, buy the film and the rare interviews with five of the last living experts, and I guarantee it'll change your mind about what happened that day. And the Air Doctor, the innovative portable air purification system which will change your overall quality of life. It instantly removes dust, pet hair, mold, pollen, flu viruses, and other contaminants circulating in your home. Normally $600, and if you don't believe me, check Amazon right now. But for a limited time, I can offer you 50% off. That's a $300 savings. Just go to airdoctorpro.com. 
type in the promo code Barry and start breathing the cleanest and healthiest air in the world. And here's a preview of the next very special episode. Jimmy and John DeResta. You really have to create your opportunities with a camera, with YouTube, with writing, with friends. You got to make, got to make content. You have to keep the hustle on. You cannot take your, I took my foot off the gas a few times and it's funny. I would think that I would learn my lesson. You have to hustle and you have to keep hustling. The hustle never ends. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. As always, this has been Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. And if you like the show, tell all your friends. And if you don't like the show, tell all your friends. You get all the money, drive that fancy car. All the people love you, cause you're going for life is for the dreamers. They it's never quite over till it all feels the same. You pick your own poison, dig your own grave down in the valley. A fortune. Thank you for listening to Industry Standard with Barry Katz. If you'd like more info on our schedule of new episodes or how to reach Barry through Twitter, Facebook, or email, go to BarryKatz.com. Before you leave, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast. Leave a comment and rate it, even if you think it blows. Thank you for your support and have a great day.